Hello and welcome to Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and about new trends emerging within the construction industry. The show is brought to you in partnership with Place Engage, a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. Um, ordinarily, we're chatting to experts who are building tens of homes or hundreds of homes day in, day out, Today, we've got something a little bit different. Today, I'm joined by Anna and Tom Woods, self-builders in Ireland. And you can follow their journey on Instagram at mayo underscore, or sorry, self underscore mayo underscore build. Uh, Tom and Anna, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks. Thank you very much. It's great to meet you, Carl. Um, well, this is really exciting for us because, again, this is very much an industry show where we talk to to um building contractors and developers you know who are building at scale and I'm a huge proponent of self-build having grown up in a rural area and I am currently undergoing um, a planning application at appeal stage myself so I am I am in I I suppose I'm a huge supporter of self-builds but I'm also intimately aware of the challenges so um, thank you so much for agreeing to talk to me and share your journey um, so, look, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourselves and how you came to the decision of of embarking on a, on a build. Yeah, um, I suppose uh, I suppose uh, it all started probably during the pandemic, during COVID, um, yeah. a bit more time to a bit more time in our hands to, to, to make a decision on what we're going to do next in terms of owning a home, buying a home, building a home, all of that. Um, I've been, I, I've lived, I'm from the country originally, I'm from the west of Ireland and um, always lived, grew, grew up in the countryside, always, you know, saw myself returning to the country. Uh, and um, I guess, you know, for, for me, there was always a feeling that I could never justify, you know, spending maybe 400,000 or 350,000, you know, in buying an apartment or a house, small house in Dublin, you know, I've, you know, standard country person, always had a good a size house growing up, plenty of space outdoors, all that. So um, I think we were kind of both very clear, pretty quickly that we wanted <laughs> to move out of Dublin, get out of the city uh, at some point in our lives. And uh, building the country was was what we wanted to do. Yeah. So I think that's where it started. Yeah. Um, Anna, did you grow up uh, grow up in a town or a country setting? No, I grew up in a city, big city. Yeah. And um, that will be actually my second experience living in a small town. Yeah. And I'm sure it will be great. Yeah. Well, I, cer- I certainly hope so. Um, I'm a huge proponent of rural living. And I think that's one of the positive uh, outcomes or, or um, almost side effects of COVID that we've had this uh, rural renaissance. Um, and I'm I'm absolutely here for it. I love it. I and will do everything we can to support it. And so I mentioned there that you are building in Mayo. Prior to embarking on the build, were you renting a home? Yeah, 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 and we still are as part of un, until we 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 finish the house and we uh, make the transition. Um, but yeah, rent, we've always been renting. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, look. We we know from the from rental prices escalation. We know that that's an added pressure, particularly when you're going through your mortgage uh, journey. So um, I suppose first of all, when you made the decision to move from renting into home ownership, 
did you automatically look at a build or did you look at some existing homes on the on the second hand market or new homes market yeah i think we did um like we had looked around uh, we had looked probably within an hour of dublin like we yeah. both live and work in dublin at the moment um and we looked probably within an hour and we realized very quickly that to get a home that we'd be comfortable with yeah it was we're, we're talking upwards of four hundred thousand. Uh, I grew up not too far from the sea, so that's always been like a number one sort of tick box for me was to be near the near the sea. And we just wouldn't have been able to do that on the East Coast, you know. Um, a big part of it as well is that my dad was a builder all his life. So he's, you know, 40, 50 years in the in the industry, building homes. Um, my two sisters had built their own houses. So it's in our family. It's in our blood building a little bit even though i don't do anything like that now but i grew up working with my dad so i had a lot of knowledge around building in general building houses and and a lot of practical skills so we knew we could do the work um as long as dad was on board of course yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that that was a big driver as well we kind of you know we had enough experience to know building your own house is possible you know well i suppose beyond experience um you probably didn't have the same level of fear because yeah, you were you had, um, I suppose, greater knowledge of the challenges, but also having people in the industry is a massive advantage um, because not only I'm sure is your dad lending his expertise, he's probably full time on site, if, if not doing the work, then certainly overseeing it. But actually, he probably has a network of contacts that he can bring in and would know the credibility and probably able to get you jumping the queue because there's quite a queue for any sort of trades coming in at the moment. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like dad's knowledge mm -hmm. has been critical. I don't think we could have, we could have, we couldn't have done so. it yeah. without him. Without him no. uh, we're a little bit further away from where they live. So he doesn't quite have the, the local contacts for suppliers and stuff out that way. We're, we're probably an hour and a half from where, yeah. where my okay. parents live. Um, but, uh, uh, definitely the, 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 the expertise, it's all the small things that you run into on a daily basis, the small little problems that you just, you know, you just would spend lose hours maybe trying to google it or find it online or find the correct answer so it's the small amount the small little gaps in your knowledge that someone likes having someone like my dad is is critical for you well a, a retainer that possibly only costs you a, a sunday lunch is a very <laughs> handy thing to have so that that's great Look, that's fantastic but talk to me about the process of then finding the right site um did you did you look at many yeah well, sites i don't think we looked many we looked at many houses around dublin and then we decided that that was not gonna happen then we start looking around mayo mm. because um you always want to live there again and then was when we found our site. Yeah, we kind of found the house. Yeah. yeah. So we um we had been kind of yeah, we'd just been out and about driving around and we spotted a house that that had been started but abandoned. Yeah. So the block work was done, um, the roof was done, but nothing else. It was just a shell. And um uh, uh, the 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 contract contractor had maybe started trying to build into not 100% sure what happened in terms of maybe ran out of finances or whatever it was and left them and they were they're sitting for a few years five or six years just two shells side by side so we decided um 
uh, we, we'd buy one like we knew what would be involved in finishing it like we could picture it you know between my dad and everything we we had a good picture of what we'd need to do to get it up and 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 moving so uh because it was one step ahead like you know it had that much done it was kind of a no-brainer for us to go with that because it put us maybe f- five or six months ahead of starting fresh you know Oh, uh, well, if you didn't need to go through a planning application, it possibly put you a year oh, and five yeah. months yeah, ahead of that and probably that. anywhere between six to nine thousand ahead yeah. because they, they you weren't sinking that into building or into planning. But um, we know during the crash that certainly there were buildings started and left. And we yeah. know after a number of years that actually um, it's not even a viability issue structurally where they were left exposed to the elements that actually it wasn't practical um to to go in and and pick up the build where they had started actually they needed to be the work that had been done needs to be demolished and start again so in terms of getting a structural surveyor in did you do that at an early stage yeah yeah the houses weren't um the the, the houses weren't um uh kind of uh, pre-crash or post-crash or whatever it might be they weren't they were only a five or six years so they weren't they weren't that long um built um but yeah as part of the mortgage we had to get the, the you know an engineer out and get it all signed off and checked over and everything yeah that was a that was one of the things that made that made getting the mortgage a lot more difficult was that it had been started yeah. you know they they required a lot more stuff from us you know well, actually, let's talk about the mortgage because, look, there are so many challenges to anybody getting um, a mortgage right now. Um, but one of the basic requirements is that the property is habitable. And actually, it is very difficult for self-builders, particularly those who are self-employed. Now, I understand you're both employees, so you didn't have that particular disadvantage with you. Um, but getting a self-built mortgage, anything that requires payment on a staged basis is particularly difficult. So this must... But, but the banks are... Are, are somewhat un, they they are comfortable with that they understand that as a process whereas actually when you're coming in with a certain amount of work done um with a, an estimate for what needs to be paid out and I, did you have that uh, did you have that broken up into the staged payments that uh, under the estimate that you felt would be required for mortgage or did yeah, the mortgage so, company so... do that so they would have required, um, you know, valuation of of everything that's gone into it up to that point that we bought it, and then what was needed um, to fit to complete the to complete the works. So that all was taken into consideration, which probably added the layer of complexity around valuation of where it's at today versus valuation of where it will be when it's finished. And getting there was a constant loop of valuation, like you would just you get that and then it would expire before the mortgage would have made a decision you were going around in this loop of keep yeah. constantly getting it valued and updated every few you know couple of months um and then having the engineer coming out and checking over and, and validating everything in terms of the foundations the block work the roof you know all of that stuff so there was a little bit of an extra uh, complexity there um that they required and it probably took a bit longer, I'd say, than yeah. the normal mortgage. Like a lot of our friends up here, um, they would have started their mortgage process and would have been through it in in a couple of months, whereas ours dragged on for a long time, actually. Okay, but but I suppose you can understand that given the situation. So maybe what you what you didn't need to go through in terms of planning, you possibly made up for with um uh, with the mortgage. But in terms of putting your costs together, uh, actually, what stage of the bill are you at? 
we're now um we're now doing a lot of yeah we're now doing interior work so yeah. we're, we're we're kind of doing a lot of second fix stuff um uh, heating and plumbing uh or sorry electrics and plumbing second fixes and tiling and stuff like that yeah so we're kind of we're not too far away um did you go down um the kind of direct labor route or did you bring in a contractor to do the work oh it was all direct labor yeah yeah, yeah we did it we uh we did as much we're, we're continuing to do as much work as we can there's a few big jobs that we've set out like plastering for example and electrical work obviously you can't do without being um, certified to do it so that kind of stuff so electrics um plastering there's uh, some of the plumbing yeah, yeah we've done half the plumbing ourselves but for the the more complex stuff that my dad might not have encountered like uh what uh, air to water heating systems which are relatively new um we've someone in coming in to, to do that for us um that's most of it is it yeah yeah yeah. And it's wonderful having your dad and that level of expertise there. Uh, and I'm conscious that both of you are, are still living and working in Dublin. But how hands on have you both gotten in terms of the build? Oh, it's 100 percent hands on. <laughs> like we, we, you know, we put up every tile ourselves. We, you know, yeah. we couldn't painting. Everything. Oh, it's everything. We've we've yeah. done all the slabbing, all the insulation work, all the uh, everything, everything else. It's all, you know, it's all it's myself, my dad and me and Anna every weekend. My my family, uh, again, they help yeah, out they quite help a lot. And uh, they come on site mm -hmm. for big days like we do a big day of just interior slabbing, you know, or um, so, yeah, we're, you know, we're putting up every tile ourselves, everything, you know, it's all hands on. That's that's amazing to hear. And I know there'll be people listening in here who absolutely want to do that, but maybe don't have the advantage of having somebody like your dad. So I would just take this opportunity to to point out that um, we've, we've actually done previous shows with a fantastic organization down in County Clare, a social um, a social enterprise called Common Knowledge. And they actually have building courses, um, week long yeah. building courses for people who actually want to get in and do this themselves. But don't know where to start so um for people who don't have the advantage of someone like your dad just to let them know there are resources available through that social enterprise um common knowledge and uh one of the founders there harrison gardner actually uh, did a show on rte helping people to build their own homes where he essentially went in almost as a mentor so a little bit probably like what yeah. your dad is doing yeah. helping guide you on the process maybe teaching you and then let you let you off for the day to to actually physically do the hard work Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and even my dad, he's retired now, but he's still in the center of it doing all the high, yeah. high physical work, too, you know. Yes, yeah. so, 100% involved yeah, in everything. 100%. Well, look, again, you cannot underestimate the value of having that kind of expertise. And now that you have now that you've moved on to kind of the interior side, you must be you must have a great sense of pride that every tile has been laid yourself and, and the insulation has been done yourself. How does that make you feel about the home compared to maybe anything that you've been living in up to now? Uh, oh, it's it's one of those things. We I think we know that in you know I think in five years we'll, we'll you know we'll know every detail. You know we'll yeah. know every if there's a crack somewhere we'll know how it got there. If there's uh, you know if, if there's a you know I think we'll know we'll remember place putting down every tile <laughs> or every timber or you know like there's a lot we did a lot of modifications to the house we took yeah. out a few walls we opened up a few windows we did a lot of very tough jobs 
Um, and I think we'll always remember that. Like we sh we we put in core angled windows and stuff like that that weren't in the original design, and they were all our our kind of own designs. Yeah. And every time we walk in, we remember that. You know, even though it was tough, we we kind yeah. of remember that we put in extra roof windows and really hard jobs to to retrofit. Uh, but we 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 appreciate them so much more because we did them exactly, ourselves. You yeah. know. That's that's amazing to hear. And in terms of the estimates that you had, obviously, um, on the show here on a weekly basis, we're tracking and commenting on uh, rising costs um, uh, and actually material shortages, which has been huge inflation. There have been so many pressures um, that are negative for building, whether you're building housing developments or whether you're a self-builder. In fact, if anything, probably as a self-builder, you're less protected or insulated from some of these forces so in terms of the your expectations or your initial quote to where you're on track to deliver now um what what uh, you know how are they balancing out oh uh, well, yeah yeah it, we it, definitely last year was tough yeah, yeah yeah like we were talking you know you're only getting two week quotes you know last year you know your your quotes were valid sometimes only valid for a week, a week. you know um so Every time you return to buy something, it was a thousand euro more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would say um, we're probably to, to do the same job that we set out to do in early 21 when we started, when we finally got on the ground and we were actually ready to go build it. The same house is going to cost probably 40 to 50,000 euro more to finish now. Okay. Um, because of rising costs. Um, and, and that's across everything, every everything, single thing. Yeah is a thousand euro more you know whether it's uh, the electrical works or the 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 piping costs or you know even our heating system went up probably two thousand euro from the first quote to when we finally were ready to buy it so uh, like so much changed in that in that in the in, in last year and with contractors or people that were helping you know you have no choice because they're in your they're they're in your timeline they they're part of your uh, your 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 project now and they kind of say well I can't do it that price anymore and you're left yeah. with two options go back out trying to find someone lose another three months or pay the extra asking, yeah and um, did you have breathing space with your mortgage to be able to to continue the build at that at that rate. Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, and uh, no, no, and I mean, I, I mean, the mortgage obviously builds in a small buffer to allow, but nothing mm. compared to what happened in in the in in terms of inflation and rising costs and shortages. It just was that buffer was not big enough in the mortgage these days, you know, for that. That's yeah. that's an interesting one, and yet if we make the buffer too large, then actually it will inhibit people's ability to get the mortgage. So that's that's kind of a tough line to ride, both for the self builders and for the bank. And um, given those pressures, how has that maybe changed your plans along the way? Uh, you compromise. You give up, on, unfortunately, things, on a yeah. lot of things that you wanted. Um, yeah. You know, you you we had to change a few plans. Change a yeah. few plans. Like we've probably accepted, you know, that there'll be a lot of things left unfinished for a few years. You know, yeah. a lot of the exterior work, like you know, we had a garage built into our plan that might not just not might not happen in the short term. Um, uh, but you know, I think if I think we'll be happy as long as it's you know the house itself is at a good point by the time you know um, in the next few months. I think that's. That's the big goal. Let's just get the house done. We'll worry about the outsides later, you know. Um, 
Is there anything you wish you had have known before you embarked on this journey? Um, yeah, there's a couple of there's a couple of big things like the, I, I, we grossly underestimated the project management. Um, you know, in terms of you know, I I think both of us are very um, we're very organized as part of our jobs. We were you know like I'm a manager and Anna works in logistics, so like we are well organized. We're people who can plan very well. I think, but building construction planning is yeah you you almost need to be on top of it every single day like our day is work until five and then uh uh, five until nine is straight back online organizing things for the next weekend and you know what we're going to do and you know if there's someone involved like chasing them up and chasing up quotes and uh, you know you 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 know Particularly keeping um, contractors or, or sorry, tradespeople in line is really is incredibly hard. You know, if they guess, if they feel that you're not following up with them, they will just dr- drop off for weeks or months. You know. And um, do you think that this was maybe magnified for you because you were trying to to manage this build in a hands-on way, but from the other side of the country? And I know that your dad is reasonably local but still an hour and a half away so it's not like he's five miles down the road and can pop in so does that you know is that something that maybe if you were to do it again or recommend to somebody else that maybe you should be renting closer to the site of the build yeah, yeah I that think would help for sure. it would yeah. help for sure. Yeah, like it would help us because we do a lot more work um, ourselves in the evening times and all that. So we'd speed up the overall yeah. project. But certainly, you know, it's more so just making sure that as soon as the, the plumbing is finished, the electrician is ready to come in. And if the, when the electrician is finished, that the ESB are ready to connect it. You know, keeping that timeline is, uh, uh, you know, you really have to know everything that comes next and the step by step. And uh yeah, so I think that's been the hardest part because um, uh, sometimes you think you're ready for floor tiling, but then the tiler comes back and he says, well, you know, actually, no, I won't do it until your electricity is on, but you haven't planned for it. And you're thinking, OK, now, OK, now we have to go off and organize all this before. And then he says, well, I can't do it again now until June. You know, it's it's like okay. that. You've lost your space and we can't, you know, so. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the biggest regret. Um, and also sometimes, uh, for example, uh, we want to have some service or something and the person needs to see the house. We are not there mm. when they are available to see. So we need to kind of agree a date for this to happen. And that can take a few days and then delay more yeah, and yeah. more. You know what I mean? I I think for most people coming into trades, you know, they say, look, I'll call around on Saturday. But in their head, they're thinking, well, look, if it's Monday or Tuesday, it's not a big deal. But obviously it's a big deal if you're at the other side of the country. And I I understand from your kind of earlier comments that, you know, uh, a self-build is not like when you buy a house. It's like, when is it finished? You know, to be honest, it's probably going to be an evolving work. And by the way, um, what you're describing here probably sounds unusual now but actually the generation who were self-building before you never finished there was always a room in the house that had concrete floor and that had was used essentially as a storage room and I can remember my friends that moved into to homes and family members you know they, they would have had a sitting room that only got fitted out essentially maybe in time for the kids holy communion and 
the children wouldn't have even been in the picture when they moved oh, into the home, yeah. when they built the home. So, like, it, it was never a thing. That I, it's really only in in the last decade or so it feels like people were moving into ready-made homes. In fact, I remember, gosh, almost uh, 20 years ago when I moved into my first home, we had no furniture for so long. I remember uh, my boss called and I had to serve him tea sitting on the on the stairs because I had no we had no furniture, not even a, not even a chair. So literally we entertained people sitting on the stairs. And at the time uh, I got a gift of beanbags, these giant beanbags, which were actually passed to everybody we knew who were building homes. So they went through five and six homes uh, before they eventually got retired. But um, so everyone of that generation were moving into empty homes and lived off beanbags yeah, for yeah. months, if not longer. So it's, it's not unusual. But I suppose keeping in mind that, do you have a move-in date in mind? Yeah, I think so. I think we would say we'd be aiming for the end of the summer, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think the end of the summer would be, you know, the house would definitely be livable. It would be at a point where... It might be one or two bedrooms, not kind of yeah, complete, but finished, everything yeah. else will be in a good shape. Yeah. Inhabitable. So, but then I suppose I need to, to you know, we've been talking about this rural revival, which is amazing, but you're both currently working in Dublin. Um, will you be able to work remotely or are you looking at starting whole new jobs in the West of Ireland? No, no. Um, my 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 company are, are, are incredible, Dave. Um, like we we've gone down since pandemic. We've gone down to two days a week. Um, lots more of my colleagues now are sort of outside of Dublin these days. Um, so I'll have a requirement to go in to the office once a week, kind of thing, or twice a week. And Anna's yeah. I work, yeah, fully remote at the moment. Perfect. Yeah. So you'll both be able to continue that. And so I mean, Anna, that's fantastic for you. Tom, are you happy? Are you comfortable with the kind of one to two days per week oh yeah 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 we're so used to traveling all the time it means nothing to us these days you know to get in the car and drive to, to, to dublin when needed that kind of thing yeah very good very good so and um, you know i i suppose the 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 final question i have for you and thank you so much for being so honest and open about this and look i'd love maybe if in a couple of months time we could touch base with you again oh, and see how things yeah. are going in terms of, of the of the interior work that you're doing um, but I suppose final question for now, have you any advice that you can give? I mean, you know, even though you're currently working away in your own project, I'm sure you're not immune to the the barrage of news that is making it so tough for people who were are in the position that you were in less than two years ago. Is there any bit of advice or or any any words of encouragement maybe you could give to anybody considering this? Yeah, like, I mean, in terms of advice, the, the, you know, the big lesson we learned was around, um, you know, tradespeople, rec recommendations, making sure that you do your research. Yeah. It can be very easy not to do research on people and, and, you know, not being afraid. It's like any other product, you know, go ask people, get reviews, ask people to show you their work. Because um, unfortunately, we, like a lot of other people and we've learned about recently, were scammed by one tradesperson and we lost a, 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 a bit of money on yeah. it. We, you know, um, and we found out, you know, that other people were as well in the same position, self-builders who had been scammed uh, by tradespeople. Um, uh, so that was a big lesson learned for us. Don't be research, afraid. Yeah. Don't be embarrassed to say to someone like, you know, I want to see your work. I want to go and see what you've done before um that was the big lesson learned and then i think in terms of advice like 
it will be worth it when we yeah. walk around our house and exactly, we see the yeah. size of the rooms and the little details that are all ours that are designed by us that yeah, were created by us the uh, process it's very slow you know and you need a lot of patience to deal with people that you know contractors and everything but um it will be worth yeah yeah, yeah we'll yeah. be in our house in a lovely place and um yeah yeah and i think when we last weekend when the sun was out we walked oh, out yeah. in our own space our own backyard you know and we had our you know we we it, it's not it's not much it's uh you know it's a, it, there's no grass <laughs> or no you know, you know but we kind of could say right that that's what it was all for you know your own space you're walking yeah. around your own backyard you know you're not stuck in an apartment that, that feeling yeah. you know i look i i'm genuinely so delighted for you both and i wish you the very best of luck um in the coming months and I hope you do make you do get to to have that move in date uh, towards the end of the summer but look certainly if you're open to it I'd love to touch base again and maybe check in and see how the interior works are going um, but in the meantime genuinely best of luck and thank you so much for sharing your journey today thanks thank a million yeah much. and look we, we're, we're trying our best to document it all so it's yeah. all there on the Instagram for anyone who's interested and I always say to people like feel free to ask us questions like we're not we we don't know everything for sure, but we know what we've been through, and we have we've a good understanding. So if people ever need to ask a question or even know want to know where we got something, that's the great community you get on Instagram with yeah, with the um, yeah, with self build, and you see something you like, you just go and ask someone, where did you get that, or how did you do that, or you know, so that sort of stuff. So uh, lovely community there, I think, on Instagram for that stuff. And if you're if you want more knowledge, that's a great place to start. Build up that self builder community around you, you know. Fantastic. Well, um, thank you so much, uh, Tom and Anna Woods. And as Tom mentioned there, you can follow uh, Tom and Anna's journey there at self underscore mayo underscore build on Instagram. And that's all we've time for today. My thanks to show producer Katie Tallon and to the, pro the podcast production team at Hear Me Roar Media. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out other real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio. Before we go, I'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Place Engage, using immersive technologies for a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement. Um, thank you for the support. Without this uh, conversation, it just wouldn't be possible. And thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio. <laughs>